Hey everybody, William here and Sarah. And we just need to let you know that we are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with Remax Results, a good life group. And that's our legal disclaimer. I'm not scared to die. I'm more sad for everyone else. In my 40 years, 40 years, I've made some incredible and met and still meeting some incredible people. Welcome to Life Behind the Highlight Reel, the podcast that takes things beyond the curated life we all see online. Join hosts Sarah and William Huffman as they dive in with their friends to talk about the good and the hard things that come with a real, not perfect, life behind the highlight reel. Hey everybody, William here and Sarah and Heavy and Jojo Tell. Full name is Joe Motlow, but I have the nickname Jojo Tough, and I am a five-time cancer su- uh, survivor of leukemia. Cool. Boop. And part one, which uh, we can, uh, in the show notes, we'll add what episode that is. Part one, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff and how you weren't feeling well, and you were Your doing landscaping, and, and there it is. And and then now we're talking about where, 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 where are we at now in the story? Where the eye thingy yeah, and, and the side effects. Okay, side effects. And so what year is it in the story? And let's start from there. All right. Um, let's see here. It was last, basically kind of last year when I started having these uh, side effects. Uh, it was more around September when I started noticing some cl- little bit, a little bit of cloudiness going on. So you're telling me like leukemia, or not leukemia, um, chemotherapy, and all these other things have side effects. Correct. Okay. Okay. But it wasn't really more side effects of, I mean, yes and no between that, but also being, um, having my siblings as my uh, donors. Okay. So oh, okay. With, with having, you know, chemo. And when you say donors, I just want to bring it back, bone marrow donors. Correct. Okay. Yep. yep. Cool. Yep. So... Um, with having chemo and doing two different therapy treatments in 2018, and then in 2019 going into Seattle, Washington in the fall. CAR T. Yeah, doing the CAR T cell therapy, the first version of it, and then uh, in 2020 in 2020 of the win- like end of November, early December, and doing uh, the second version. Yeah, the second version of the CAR T, but where I would have like a complete stranger, so n- no siblings at all, but having a complete stranger and having the CAR T mixed with his, his basically his blood, and then remodify it and then put him back into me. So now I'm in a, after that, so it's 2000 or 2021, and now I've come to almost a year of being cancer free, and I was about let's see here September that would be. We, eight months of in remission. And so I started noticing that my vision was getting a little bit cloudy. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna, before I go to clinic over at the U of M, I'm going to go to Pearl Vision over here in Maple Grove. Because <laughs> that's where I got my glasses at. So <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me you have access to some of the best doctors in the world when it comes to what you're going through, and you're going to go to Pearl Vision? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because... 
it wasn't like my eye vision was that bad yet. It was just okay. like just a little like tinge of like cloudiness. I was like, all right, I don't want to pull the trigger quite yet. Okay, okay. You know, so still, I mean, still, I, I know. Just need like a new prescription. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So I went over there in September at the Pearl Vision, and they got my eyes checked, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, hey, you've got um, cataracts," and so I was like. Or I'm like, oh, all right. But like, it's not that bad, but think about getting surgery later in life. I'm like, all right, it's not that bad. And getting surgery later in life, sure. That means I can go hunting and sell fish during the, during yeah. the fall. Yeah. Cool. Well, now speed it all up. I did all my hunting and all that during the fall. And then around December before Christmas, it, my vision was getting a, a, a little bit sketchy. And what, what I mean by that. Yeah, I'm like, t- tell me more. And so it was getting a lot more cloudier. Both eyes or just one? Both eyes. Okay. Okay. And so I'm like, all right, I got to pull the plug. So I called up mom. I'm like, hey, mom, I just made an appointment at the U of M. Okay, now we're going to the real doctor. We're going to the real doctor over at the U of M. And so she's like, oh, what's going on? And I told her. So So she didn't know the cloudiness was happening. No. Of course. Okay. Of course. So with all that being said, so she's like, oh, what's going on? And I told her, she's like, oh, crazy. All right, let's make an appointment. I go, yep. And so we went to this appointment. And they checked my eyes. And they're like, yeah, you've got cataracts. I'm like, I already kind of knew that. And, and Pearl Vision told me. Pearl Vision. Yeah, I didn't. I told them that. It said yeah. Pearl Vision told me. And then you also have graft versus host going on. Now, what graft versus host? So my sister was Say like, that slower for me. Graft. Graft. Versus. Versus. Host. host. Disease. Okay. So this is this is where the CAR-T other person's. No. So okay. nothing to do with the CAR-T. Okay. It, I'll be more, quiet. You keep going. Yep. So. Um. Now, my sister was my last donor in uh, 2020, uh, right before uh, COVID hit yes. us, right? So was it like February 2020? Correct, February yeah. 19th. And so... Um, and that would have been your fourth birthday? Nope. That would have been my third birthday. Third. So when you get a, when you get a uh, bone marrow transplant, they consider that as your birthday because you're restarting yep. a new life. Yep. So my normal birthday is December 19th. And then my second birthday, when I did four five years ago now, um, with my brother, um, in September 27th of 2017, that's my second birthday. And then my third birthday, um, would be, or is February 19th with my sister. In 2020. And, then, and yep. yep. And I just turned, uh, this past, uh, February two. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah. You're aging so gracefully. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, you um, the, the hairiest beard I've seen for a two year old in a like at least three weeks. It's weird. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> so your doctors kind of want you to get this disease because it's a good sign because it's fighting off the cancer. But at the same time, it causes a lot of drama in the, the um, patient's body. And so what okay. I mean by drama, you can get anything from gut issues, dry, itchy skin, um, uh, um, sores, or uh, um, your joints have joint issues. Cataracts. Nope. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna educate you. I I could go work at ProVision at this rate. Yeah, and I'm sorry, ProVision. You're yeah, probably great. Yeah. So, um, and then also have um, nerve issues, which again now leading up to my eyes and causing Mr. Ben Stein, whatever, uh, dry eye. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it causes dry eye. Yeah. Now, what cataracts is caused from is prednisone which is a steroid okay as much so now going back in time 
um, before I did the, car- the second version of the CAR T, um, I was sick in the hospital again for 15 days with a rare case of pneumonia. So after being in the hospital, yeah. they sent me home with uh, prednisone. And so prednisone does some good stuff, but it does more harm than anything. Hmm. So it can cause you to have cataracts. Okay. Okay. And so between the the two things, so having dry eye and having cataracts. Well, I'm going to never. Yeah, I say Ben Stein, yeah. 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 Great reference. You're welcome. And so with that being said, um, imagine having your eye boogies in it, dried up in the back of your cornea and retina and just rubbing and ripping on your eyeball and hmm. causing scar tissue. Hmm. So that's what I've been dealing with. with both is that what a cataract is? No, no, no. I'm oh. just saying with the, having those two things, okay. it's called filmentation. Okay. So like I said, imagine having, so between cataracts and, um, and having dry eye because of um, having my sister, which, I mean, they saved my life and everything. Yeah, of um, course. Right. And so um, they form these little, like, eye boogies, but more your back oh, my word. and you can't scrape it out. Right, I mean, right. Doctors can, but you're like, oh, I just want to get out there and just scrape them out. Yeah. But you can't. And so that's what I was dealing with. So then they hmm. put me on these glass and special uh, contacts, yep. which, by the way, are pain in the butt to put in and out all day long. Okay. And so back in January, they put that a from January on till now, and I'm not sure how much longer, but um, I have to wear these contacts to help moisturize the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, before I put them in, I have to put six different eye drops in there to help uh, the healing process and also get mm-hmm. them moisturized. And now I have a new eye drop um, just recently to help kind of... Um, uh, the the healing part. So, a couple of weeks ago, before the Fourth of July, I had to do some blood work at a at a different like clinic, and then they sent my blood work down to um, Missouri to a place that actually um, makes these eye drops from your blood. Interesting. And so, in those contacts, I have to put also and I do it six times a day throughout the day. Put it in. Well, I put it in the contacts, but I could also put it in my eye right now. And so it helps the healing part, right? Sounds mind blowing. So like your, your own blood, like putting in your, back in your eye. Yeah, I see you have a man purse right now. So it's is more that? A sa- it's more of a satchel. It's a satchel. Okay. Okay. It's a satchel. It's a purse or a Sorry, satchel. Sorry, everybody. So it's a satchel. But it, like, do you it's carry a, it's around a, it's your so six a, drops? Yeah. Got it. So, it, so this bag actually is a medical bag. So when I was sick for the second time in 2018. Um, I was hooked up to uh, a medicine called intuzumumab, which is a therapy treatment. And so I had my I had a port right up here, and in this bag was was the medicine, and 24 uh, basically every 24 hours it was being pumped into me, and I had this changed out or the medicine changed out for my in-home nurse, and so I now have used this for my. Um, um, for my eye drop stuff, and then also for my um, uh, uh, being a partial diabetic, so oh. I have all my insulin stuff. Got it. And so, so that bag's been with you for a while. Yeah, yep, four years now. It's not just style; it's also function. Yes, 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 it is. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, also, prednisone can screw up your blood sugar and make you a diabetic. What, <clears throat> what can prednisone can? Yes. 
So Jesus. I, so I have a little sensor thing right here. Yep, I've seen those before. Yep, yep. and that's a Freestyle Libre two. And then there's an app on your that you can get on your phone. phone yep. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell by your what your blood sugar is, and then you have to report like with uh, how many grams of say like a sample like like the burger and having the bun. So I have to put how much on that, and then multiply that and how many units of insulin I have to put in me. Hmm. Crazy, right? So, so do you have an insulin pump, or do you nope. give yourself a shot? I have to poke myself. You're, you go on the butt or on the thigh, or you can go wherever. Wherever your butt, your belly, back in your arm, not your neck, of course. But uh, <laughs> this is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible idea. I know, right? So now I learning about all the medical world stuff and all of that stuff. So how many shots of insulin do you take a day? It depends on what my blood sugar is. So I try to keep it between a hundred and uh, between a hundred and two hundred. If I go over 200 uh like say 225 i have to give myself two units if i go over uh 250 i have to give three units and then four after that like it's say mm-hmm. I, I was like 500 or 400 but uh if i'm between 100 and like 150 i have to give myself one unit when you started this um cancer journey because i know it has been a journey like yep. Do they tell you, I mean, there really aren't many other options like for treatment, right? It's like, this is what we've got to do, typically chemo, radiation, or whatever it looks like. Do they prep you for any of the side effects? Uh, no. Yes and no. I mean, they kind of tell you, but they kind of like skip over all that. Yeah. And so like, and then you just end up learning about it. And all of a sudden you have to struggle and have the struggles of learning about it by yourself. You're like, what the heck? And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, and it takes, you know, five, ten minutes out of your day or even longer to check that and then stop what you're doing and to insulin yourself or refix your, your contacts and yep. put different eye drops in. You're like, you can be like, in, like today I was seeing a, a knee doctor and I noticed my vision, since my dry eye was getting a little cloudy as I'm talking to this dry knee, eye. dry Benstein. And so, um, I, as we're talking, and my doctor, his name is Dr. Skubik, and he's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I have to put some that, uh, I, I have to put eye drops in right now. So he's like, all right, cool, whatever. But uh, yeah, they don't really tell you as much of it. I mean, they kind of do, but it's kind of like fast forward on it. Like, yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to help you out with getting chemo or the CAR T. It's going to make great for you. And then here's a quick little side effect. And then boom, boom. You're like, wait, wait, wait what's going on? Yeah. This is going to save your life, but you might be blind afterwards. Correct. I mean, I mean, you can always have people drive you around, I guess. I mean, there's really like, it's not uh It's not a decision. It's not really. a decision. You just. You just have to go with it. Yeah. 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 It's not like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to put those contacts in. I'm not going to put those eye yeah, drops in. I don't want to be able to fish or drive or hunt or see anybody or yeah. 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 No, it's more like, oh, crap. So the eyes and like, when did that all start? Um, September of last year. Okay, so, so September 2021. Correct. Wow. And now it's what, uh, August, September, July of 2022? Yeah. Yeah. And how have you adapted? Like, what is, when you have that type of pain in your eye, right? Like, I just know, like, if I get an eyelash in my eye, I'm like, it like debilitating. Oh my God. So, <laughs> that's actually funny to say that. So, um, so, after I put all these drops in and whatnot, and then after a while, because of dry eye, it dries up and it will get caught up on my eyelid. 
and which is like, oh my God. And you're like, ah, ah. And you're like, oh. And then you have to keep like moisturizing it. Yes, I said moisturizing. Yep. And so mm. that's another like pain in the butt because all of a sudden, like, people are like, what's wrong with you? You look crazy. Like, oh, my eyelid's getting caught up on my glass contact and I have to keep it wet. So it's a glass contact? Yeah. yeah. Aren't most contacts like a, like a, like a, a plastic issue stuff? So, yes, there are the ones. So are but, they flexible? But, but re- no, the reason why I have to wear glass ones because um, I have to put these eye drops in there, right? And where the plastic ones, they, they can't hold oh anything, right? So I have to literally put an eye drop of like six different eye drops yeah. so they can hold it. And then I have a little laser guider and I literally. What, a go, little laser guider? Yeah. So how many hours do you get where your eyes are like normal, neutral? I'd say like two, maybe two hours or so, two or three hours, but really like maybe two hours and then all of a sudden it gets dry and I'm like, oh. I got to take care of this. Yeah. I pull up my little, and then I carry around like other little drops. I put little drops in throughout the day. Yeah. But uh, the other medical ones, like I said, after like two hours, I have to put those in. Do they burn? One does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely burns. And also, I'm like, ah. Yeah. But I don't do it while I'm driving. Well, well, that's, I mean, I, I'm glad we uh, clarified that. I didn't yeah, think I just want to make sure ask. that you're yeah. like, do you do it while you're driving? No, no, no. But now I, you I can. I take my laser eye machine and no, no, shove this in no, my I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the eye drops. Oh, well, any of it. I'm yeah. glad you don't do any drive. But for driving, because the, it is the eyes, right? And you've mm-hmm. had eye struggles. Have you been able to drive this entire time? Uh, in the past couple of weeks, yes, because... By the state of Minnesota, you can literally drive with one eye at 100%. Okay. Which is kind of crazy. So like, you have one 100% eye. Correct. And then you have this, one. Because this one is not, hasn't been fixed yet. And so, but I still have to wear this contact, mm-hmm. which kind of helps it out a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. So we can call you so left I'm, eye. I'm not, so I'm not like blind. It's not like right. I'm yeah. like, oh, where's everyone? No, no, no. Okay. Like, it's just a Joe l- knows where Pearl Vision is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's just a little, little cloudy. So like right now looking at all the three of you, I can see you. I can see cars and all that. I can see signs. I can see yeah. people. It's just a little cloudy. This one, you guys are like. Crystal. It's just normal. Crystal. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, any other like interesting side effects that you found from like just your years of uh, all the crap you've been through? Yep. Um, so as everyone knows, I had a major bleed, um, yes. yeah. back in May, which is, was super scary. So tell us what, what do you mean by a major bleed? Where was it and what caused it? Yep. So, um, it's so instant. And so let me back the story a little bit. So it's side effects towards chemo. Um, it is eating away the, sh- my cartilage, in my shoulders. Right. Okay. And so all that summer I was getting chromosome shots and then, um, mid fall, I was getting cortisone shots, and then I was supposed to get uh, surgery on my left shoulder, like a whole new shoulder in this winter, but they were so backed up. So on May 4th, um, I was supposed to get a whole new shoulder replacement. Hmm. But the, the prior week beforehand, uh, Tuesday, my mom and I had like an eight hour day at clinic. And then Wednesday, friends of mine took me out for dinner. We went to um, Red Lobster over here, which was super yummy. Thursday, I did absolutely nothing at home. I took four naps and didn't even do anything. It wasn't even on social media. I just like rested. You were just resting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as that, people don't think I rest, I, I was resting. Friday, I took it kind of easy and did some cleaning around my place. And then Friday night, or Friday, I met a new cancer friend of mine. Um, and he took me out for brunch over in St. Louis Park. And then later on, after that, he dropped me off because he picked me up. 
Um, I came home, and then some buddies of mine surprised me with this huge northern that my friend Ryan and I caught back in February. And so that was like a super cool surprise. And then him did they like, mount it or what? Did yeah, he, he mounted. Oh, mount, nice. Yeah, okay, cool. It. Yeah, it was super cool. And then, um, and then later on, I had my 85 year old neighbor and some friends come over for pizza and Yahtzee. So like the, that's my kind of night. Yeah, the week <laughs> that the sounds kind of nice. Yeah, actually. the week was great. And then Saturday, my um, my friend Aaron and her and her daughter were coming back from a volleyball tournament in Shakopee. They're like, hey, what do you got going on? Do you want to go and hang out with us um, up in Otsego at her house? And and so I went over to their house, and and then we, I was able to uh, go to my buddy's uh, wedding reception and surprise him um, over at Rockwoods. And then we had a friend's going away party because she was moving to Oregon. So I felt great. And this is why people think you don't rest. Just you're. <laughs> yeah, but it, like I said, everything was like right yeah. there. Still, but the thing is, yeah. on Saturday, though, I didn't get picked up until like about four or five o'clock. So Saturday, actually, like rested and trying to chill down. Was on social media a little bit, but getting and finished up cleaning my stuff yep. from the night before. So I didn't rest on that Saturday, and, and did take a nap before going up to Otsego. So I ended up um, crashing at my friend Andrew in uh, Aaron's house. That's that's Aaron, right? Sunday morning, uh, their kids are like, "Hey, we're hungry. Do you guys mind pick, going to the gas station at a holiday and picking up some breakfast burritos?" We're like. All right, fine. So we went and picked up some breakfast burritos, came back, and then we smashed them and ate them. And then around noon, I was still at their house. I'm like, oh, I just felt really bloated. Like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, my stomach hurts. I just felt really bloated. And so my friend Aaron brought me back home, and then I did finish up some more cleaning and all that. And then I real and I didn't eat or didn't even go to the bathroom throughout the whole day because I felt bloated. Mm. So then I noticed it was like ten o'clock at night. I'm like, wow, like that's it's getting late. I probably should eat something, but I don't want to make something big. So I made a uh, fruit yogurt buffet and I smashed it. And I was like, good job, Joe. Go to bed. So then finally, around like one one thirty in the morning, I had to go up and uh, go to the bathroom and take a number two. Now, real quick question: I always ask everyone um, when you go to the bathroom during the middle of the night, and knowing that you have a, a, a strobe light, like that doesn't like or it. Um, kind of doesn't wake you up, you know, but so you can still see your bathroom. How often do you turn your bathroom light on during the middle of the night at like one thirty in the morning? Uh, Never. Yeah, yeah, not really, no. Yeah, because you don't want to be awake. Yeah, yeah, more rare. And you know your bathroom, you know your bathroom. Yeah. And I don't want to have like a huge like Taj Mahal bathroom. It's just a yeah. little regular bathroom. So I went to go take number two and then I thought it was number two and all of a sudden, I ended up having, I thought was a number three, a puke and rally and diarrhea. So I'm like, oh, gross. So I got in the tub, cleaned up. Well, I took my clothes off and got in the tub, cleaned up. And then I, as I was getting out, I'm like, oh, I have to go again. So then same thing, again, thought was number three. And, and I was puking all over my place, like in my bathroom and all over me. So I'm like, oh, gross. I can't believe this again. So I went back in the tub, cleaned up. And are and, the lights still off? Well, I have my sensor light still going. Okay. Right? So the lights are off, yes. But the sensor light is catching me moving, right? So it still illuminates the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I can still see, but it's not like, oh, my God, that's so bright light, you know? So um, as I was getting out, I felt really lightheaded, and I fainted. Oh, my gosh. And I was, I'm still in my bathroom. And so, again, I'm not sure how long I was out for, but I was out for a while. And as I was coming to it, I realized I was on the ground. I was like, oh, and then didn't 
didn't hurt my head or anything. So that was a good mm-hmm. sign. Um, but uh, I'm like, and I can feel, which I thought like I had crap on my back and, and my butt. I'm like, ooh, that's really gross. But I'm too tired or too weak to stand up. I'm so, and I knew I had to mess over here. So I crawled around, made a bath, cleaned up, let that drain, and then put fresh, clean water in there. At that point, it's like probably maybe like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm guesstimating. And so I just kind of, and then it didn't fill my tub all the way up. I just filled it enough just so I can curl up and stay, stay warm. warm. Correct. Yep. And so, and then I closed the curtain just a little bit because I didn't want to necessarily look at the mess I had on the floor. And, but yeah, I can smell it, but I was just like not wanting to see it. So then I noticed that the sun was coming up around 630 in the morning and I'm like, I'm effing dying. Like I need to call someone. So I slowly got up and grabbed my phone and then went back in the in the tub again, trying to stay away from the mess and not look at it. Not again, not realizing what it was. So I called my sister up at six thirty morning, like, and my sister lives in Montrose and I live in New Hope. Like, sis, um, call mom, call mom, and tell her that I'm not doing well. Um, I'm naked in my tub. She's like, "Oh, good to come." I'm like, no, no, you got kids to bring to school, and and you get, you have to get to work. And so she relayed that message to my mom, and she lives out in Buffalo, so they have two dogs, so. Between dropping them off at doggy daycare, that's like an hour drive yep. right there from Buffalo to New Hope. So, um, so she came about eight o'clock, and then she's like, "Why is the light off?" I'm like, I, I, "The sun's up, I can see." But and I opened the curtain a little bit, and all of a sudden she turns the light on and sees blood, lots and lots of blood all over my bathroom, all over my toilet, all over my garbage, and I she's like this looks like a murder scene that I look I'm like, Oh my God. She's like, how did you know this? I'm like, I did because I just didn't. Yeah. And so in my five years of being in or out of the hospitals, my mom has done she, literally, she went from not knowing about what a caretaker does in five years mm-hmm. to basically making her own script of what a caretaker should be doing. Right. I mean, she, I, not saying that she was the boss of caretakers, but she was made the best like of uh, of it all. Mm-hmm. And she's done so much, and she's still doing so much. And I give her so much props. And her and I became so much like we're like closer than anything. We're like best friends, and to the point where we're kind of almost wearing the same kind of shirt today, you know. But uh, long story short, she's like, "You're dying." I'm like, "I I know." And so it was like super scary. She's like, "Why didn't you call nine one?" I go, one, I need someone to advocate for me because no offense to North Memorial, but I've never heard anything really good out of them. And so um, I needed someone to advocate, make sure that I got to the U of M. Yeah. Because what I needed was special blood um, down there at the U of M. And they all know my, from. They know your file. They know my file. I mean, it's like a Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And so she called them one. They came. And then we drove down to the U of M and they were actually more surprised that I was alive because mm-hmm. so I, we have something called your hemoglobin. That's your energy level. Yep. And that range should be between like 8.7 and higher. And I was at four. Wow. And if I was technically like a couple points lower, I would have been technically dead. Yeah. So when I showed up at the doorsteps of the U of M, they're like, Joe, how are you still alive? Like, this nuts. So they raced and got the right blood I needed. And then I spent five days 
But the reason what happened was not because of a breakfast burrito, because we have a vein called a varices vein and runs from your neck all the way down through your liver, I mean, through your lungs, through your liver to help circulate blood. And that decided to um, uh, basically fill up with blood. So imagine like you have a, like a clogged sink, right? And you're not knowing, and all of a sudden you're like, what's going on? Why is my sink like not draining? Well, it was clogged, and it started to expand, expand, expand. So that vein is like literally like a centimeter thin, mm -hmm. and it was four times the size. And thank God that it didn't explode inside of me because I actually would not be here today because it would have bursted inside of me, and I would have been dead. So instead, my body ended up rejecting it by puking it or... Um, basically going out the other door. Yeah, shitting it out the back, yeah. Correct, yeah. shitting out the back. And I lost four quarts of blood. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, so... Quarts or pints? Or pints, I'm sorry, quarts, yeah. Like, hold yeah. Like, Quarts uh, is a lot, but yeah. four pints, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. And so I spent five days, and, and, uh, and I got back to health, and, and then I did all my recovery at my mom and dad's house because everyone's like, you should not be living alone. You should stay with your parents. So we did that for two months, mm -hmm. and now I'm feeling a lot better. How do you remain so positive? Like a lot of the things that you deal with, like your eyes, like living. There's a lot of complaining that I don't show. And some, actually a lot of friends know how, how much I complain, but I don't put it out there on social media. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, I got this and this and that. I mean, yeah, I might complain a little bit or actually a lot about like my eye issue more than anything. But, um, you know, it's a mind over matter game. And which I've learned in the past five years and yeah, the eye thing I'm more, more disturbed by, and then I think it's because I just want to get this left eye figured out and and resolved mm -hmm. and cut ties with it and like just be normal. Which leads us to where we are now. So you, um, what's next? Yeah. Well, um, as everyone know knows, since Wednesday, um, so my cancer came back for the sixth time now. Hmm. So um, it basically all over right now. Mm -hmm. So it started um, in my kidneys. And so how... So five years ago, it started in your kidneys. Uh, no, no. Five years ago, it started as just a regular blood cancer, just kind of all it. over the place. Okay. And then 2018 in the spring, um, it was still kind of like a light matter, but it was like still my blood. Winter of 2018, um, I had a tumor in my neck, and then I had a golf ball, golf ball sized tumor pushing on my brain, still part of um, leukemia, so it wasn't like brain cancer. Um, and then we did targeted radiation to shrink and get rid of it, and it all went really well. And then I was on a tr another therapy treatment called uh, Blincido. And then 2019, yep. Um, so spring of like May of 2019, I was an outpatient because I was like, I had already beaten cancer. Um, and I had these tiny little spots that had shown up 2019, still in 2019, June, those spots, oh, they were on my spinal column grew. Right. And so they're called clomoras. And so anywhere from my tailbone all the way up to my, my C4, C6. And so we did target radiation or on my back. And it all went really well. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to here, May of 
2022, we did a, since my liver issue when I was in the hospital, we did a scan on my liver and my kidneys. And in that image, there were some tiny, tiny munis spots that had shown up. But again, my liver doctor uh, was like, there's some spots that showed up, but we're not quite sure what they are yet. I mean, they're so tiny, we're not sure. So then a month later, we're middle of June, and those spots grew to 3%. And so he's like, my doctor was like, um, my liver doctor, that is, he's like, the, we're not going to rule this out as cancer, but we're going to call him like a cyst. So my mom and I looked at each other like, we know they're not cysts because of what happened in 2019. Yeah, who the hell are they trying to bullshit? Yeah. So, but hold on. So my mom and I looked at each other because we knew from back in 2019 with all those spots, those chlamoras on my back in May 2019 and June that those were cancer spots. So now we looked at each other like, all right, we'll, we'll roll with it and say they're cysts, but my mom and I were like, they're cancer we spots. Know. And in my five years, I've done everything from here to Seattle and back here for treatments. Mm-hmm. And so after we left that meeting, her and I had a heart to heart saying, you're fucked. Like, I'm fucked. We're mm-hmm. fucked. Because I've used up everything. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you knew all the treatment options have been attempted. Yes. So then he's like, well, before um, we were at that meeting, or we got an email from him. He's like, hey, I want to set up a kidney biopsy um, and just kind of investigate a little more. So we're like, all right, fine. So that Friday before the 4th of July, just recently, I went uh, to the U of M and did a uh, biopsy. And that one was actually really weird. And so they had to go from back here and underneath your, your rib cage. And I, it, it felt like I was getting a, like electrical cue. It was like, ooh. And we all, call, we all kind of like laughed about it. Just like, I'm like, that kind of felt shocking. He's like, oh, that's a good sign. I'm like, a good sign? How's that a good sign? He's like, oh, that's where I needed to go. I'm like, oh, okay. So, good job. Right. <laughs> so now I'm kind of speeding up. So I was able to enjoy my 4th of July, see family and friends down in Illinois and all that fun stuff. So on Friday, you have this biopsy. Yep. And you felt almost electrocuted. Yep. The weekend you're in Chicago or like Deerfield yeah. area. And then when do you come back to the cities? And so, is any of this, of the biopsy, is any of it lingering in your mind? Or nope, are you just like in nope, the present? I, I'm in the present. Okay. So I'm just trying not to think about it. And look at my, my chart at all. So I was coming back Wednesday. So that would be what? Uh, the fourth was on the Monday. Sixth. Sixth. Yep. So um, I drove myself down there. And uh, so I'm driving back. And I'm in Prescott, Wisconsin. And I was visiting my friend Julia on my way home. And her kids and having din- I was supposed to have dinner with them. And I did have dinner with them. But... Uh, before I walked into the house, I get uh, my chart email. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to open it up. And I'm reading it, and it says that my cancer came back from 3% to 43% in my kidneys. And so I'm like, wow. And then my brother called me. He's like crying. And he's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in Prescott, Wisconsin. I'm like, he's like, I'm so sorry. And then we, we talked for a little bit before I got into my friend's house. And then I talked to my mom, and she was like, oh, my God. And so we had like both mm-hmm. like cry out over the phone. Um, I, say, I, have a very, I don't know what 3 to 43% means. 
43 four, so 3% cancer cells yep. to 40 so it right it raised or rise yep. up to 43% and that's cancer obviously cells. very very bad yep okay and very very fast correct and especially in your kidneys yeah and so with that being said I was like right through my tears I'm like I'm not gonna let this ruin the rest of my night and my travels I'm gonna enjoy my time and and just live in the moment for right now yep. and not have this as much of a back burner so I enjoyed my night with them and all that and I was I went and ho- I finally got home around like 10 30 11 o'clock at night and so and then I called my mom we talked a little bit and then uh, the next day uh, my doctor called and she was just like her and I had like a cry out moment for like 10 minutes she's like Joe I'm so sorry and I, she's like I I, I, I'm lost for words. I'm like, I, I know, I get it. I have a quick question. Is that common to find out? I mean, I, I understand how my chart works, mm-hmm. but when you have a, like a, you know, that's really hard news. Oh, huge. Is that typical to hear or read it on my chart or do you typically get it from your doctor? I try to wait so I don't linger and think about it. But my mom, she, when it's that, important of a thing she'll jump on there yeah and give herself more of an idea and when she saw that before me and so it was hard on her as well yeah and the whole family as well too so you read that my chart did you go into your friend's house and tell her later on yeah because like i said she was super excited that her kids were super excited to see me and so i was like all right cool you know so i did tell her later on and so, yeah. Wow. That's just Cause so like I said, I didn't want to clearly ruin like the whole dinner and then yeah. we went and had mm-hmm. ice cream. And so <laughs> like I said, it was just, I didn't want to ruin the whole night. Yeah. Okay. So now with this sixth, I can't even believe it. Yep. Sixth round of cancer. What are your options? Nothing, but, but. Some friends of mine are like, you ever thought about doing the organic route? There's a place in Mexico. And so they sent me links, but I haven't really had time to really look at those links yet. And, and I don't really understand what the organic route, like if it's like a sweatshop and they just make you eat like healthier or sweat you out, this, or does it, is it an actual cure or, or what? Like, you know, so, you know, I, I, and I, so I'm not really quite sure what the organic route is. Yeah, I'm willing to look into it and, mm-hmm. and maybe go and do it. Going on, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Mexico, right? <laughs> How does like? Can I ask? Can I ask a very, very, yes. very blunt and, and plain yeah. question? Where, what is going to be the outcome of this?
three to six months to live. I'm not scared today. I'm more sad for all of you guys from all over the world that literally been praying, supporting, and continuously supporting me. I miss all of you guys. Like I said, I'm, I'm not scared to die. I'm more sad for everyone else. Because in my 40 years, 40 years, I've made someone incredible and met and still meeting some incredible people. And watching them grow, watching their kids grow, being called Uncle Joe by their own kids and my own nieces and nephews. And that means a lot. And since I couldn't have my own kids, you know, and being called Uncle Joe by my friends' kids and all that and watching them being born to being driving, driving with them and just hanging out with them or going to their hockey games or going to their football games or going wherever with them, or going on road trips with them all, and their kids, and being part of their families. Like I said, I'm not scared to die. Just I'm more sad for all of you guys. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do the next three to six months, Joe? Well, we're gonna have a big send-off party uh, on July 30th at Boondocks, between two and nine, um, and uh, I'm gonna try to travel as much as I can. Um, mm-hmm. Some friends of mine want to take my dad and I out to Alaska. Mm-hmm. I do want to take my sister and my brother out to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, because Sam was out there, but he was out there for only less than like 36 hours. Yeah. And then Melissa, she was bummed that she couldn't get out there. So I want to get them out that way. And then I also want to take my mom down to Austin, Texas to meet my friend Jeremy who passed away three days before Christmas from cancer and to meet his mom and his wife. And then uh, just go, just ride, in the, just ride the wave until things go south. I mean, ugh, you just think about like what you've done. And even this week, yep. you're still going. That's only we can do it. YOLO. <laughs> did you just <laughs> fucking say YOLO? I did. I love you so much, man. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. You only live I, once, and I, uh, so just gotta just keep gotta rolling with the punch. Just gotta roll with the punches and just just ride that wave and ride high. Yeah. Until you fall off. I mean, this is this is. Your story will help people forever. Uh, and forever. I know. And, you know, I've been called you know, a legacy. And literally, it's going to continue. My, my Georgia Tough flag is going to be flying high wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Whoever has it, they're going to be sending it off. And um, like I said, I've met, and you guys have created such a, a great army for me. And I'm glad that I was able to have you guys on my journeys and to follow me and cheer me on and cheer my family on 
and just the the love is just so empowering. Mm-hmm. I mean, so empowering. And I'm gonna be watching over every single one of you. Doesn't matter if I'm a, a hawk or a little gnat on your on your shoulder that you're like, what the hell? Oh, it's just Joe, you know. But uh, <laughs> but like I said, I'm gonna be there with you guys. <clears throat> All right, so not I'm obviously there's no downplaying the severity of what you just said. Yep. Um, but like you said, you you have to keep going and you have to roll with the punches and ride the wave high. So on July 30th, tell me what's what's going to happen. Like, what are we doing? Like, oh, we're, so we're having. Let's a, talk about that. July, July 30th, between two and nine at Boondocks, we're having a big. Uh, we're going to call it uh, the Georgia Tough um, send off or. I forget what my mom and I were talking about just a second ago about it, but uh, um, celebration of life. Mm-hmm. And I want to be present and not not be present. I want to able to see you guys all. Um, and uh, basically, is Boondocks ready for this? Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. What's the capacity? I mean, like, <laughs> fire marshal might be shutting that bitch down. Uh, well, back in 2017, when I had my first benefit. There was like throughout the day eight hundred people there. Yeah. yeah. From I mean, you guys saw it all. I mean, from yeah. eight in the morning till ten o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's it's gonna be a wild good time, and then um, like I said, I'm just gonna just keep moving and try yeah. to do as much as I can. Yeah, I'll take some rest. I'll, I'll yeah. get some sleep in between, but uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna ride this wave high together. That's why I'm, it's team Jojo Tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how, how's your mom doing? Like how, oh, okay. So mentally it's, it's been tough on her. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have been reaching out to her and talking to her, which is amazing. Um, and so today you know, was a hard one today as well. And yesterday was a little bit, but, uh, it, it's been, it's been super hard on her and, yeah. but she's, she's trying to keep, keep positive. She's trying her best. Mm-hmm. Man. So, you know, between now and whenever, do you, when, when they say there's nothing else we can do, what does that mean? Like, you were at the doctor today, you had a spinal tap this week. Like, what are they? They're not recommending, like, chemo anymore. Or No, my body can't take any more chemical okay. stuff. Like, honestly, my internal organs are breaking down mm-hmm. and just falling apart inside. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I would look into the organic route, but again, I don't really understand what that entails. Mm-hmm. Is it a cure, or is it more like, hey, this is what you shouldn't eat, this is what you shouldn't right. drink, right? Become hey, vegan, take, take, become vegan. Um, you know, just kind of be a little hippie, but yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and and uh, I've 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 never talked to somebody, you know, about something like this, obviously. So now are we talking about like quality of life? Is, is that a, a, like a discussion that you're having? Like, so yeah, my mom and I, so I want to be cremated. Okay. And so next week we're going to go over and write a will and uh, be cremated. But on top of that, I'm going to want my ashes spread out to pe- some certain people. And then also at certain places too. Okay. From here to California, to Austin, to Seattle. And then, uh, parts of Illinois. You know, super easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, it's almost like the YOLO mentality, though. Right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like... From sea to shining sea, baby, let's go. 
like if if that's where you want to be and now because of that in a weird way you're giving your family or your friends that opportunity to like have a memory with you there correct man Oofta. I I I don't not very often I don't have words yeah it it's tough it really is but you know as crappy of a situation it is, I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah, yeah. you are. You well, always, that's it. The first time we had you on, not our podcast, but in March of 2020, before lockdown, mm-hmm. or, well, before COVID, right? Um, we had you on a Zoom in our office at Loring Park, and it was Will had started this like Saturday morning uh, mastermind, and it was just different things, and we had you on as our guest. And here you are. In you, were, you were in your hotel room, I do believe. In yeah. your hotel yeah. room. <laughs> hotel, you have met me yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like literally that whole thing, it's like your mindset. It's just something that. It's inspiring. Yeah. It's Thank like you. you weren't in the hospital. You were at the hotel. Yeah. I mean, it's my, it's my staycation. <laughs> it's your it was staycation. My sta- for the past five years. Yeah. Man. Like when you think about this, like. Five years ago, you were landscaping and weren't feeling good. Right. And here you are today, and it's like, a, it's obviously not what you wanted to hear. No. But like, as you've gone through this cancer journey, Eve, like, what is like, any like, I don't know, you've been through so much. Like, what are some like, I just feel like you could have like advice for people. Like, is it don't sweat the small stuff? Correct. Is it enjoy every day? Like, how do you not get caught up on some of the the shit i stay away from it mm-hmm. not to sit there and dwindle and feel bad for yourself and put it on social media and say like oh i've got cancers but i want someone to come visit me uh or no by doing that they'll come visit you but they're gonna like feel even worse but they're gonna come to you and enjoy the moment so don't sit there and complain mm-hmm. just be strong and enjoy the people that are around you. It doesn't matter if you have 4,000 people or four people in your corner. They're going to come and, and get you yeah. to that W. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. They're going to get there. As long as you sit there and be like, oh, no one's visiting me. Why isn't anyone visiting me? You know. But no, like I said, I wanted to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I'm still having fun with it. And like I said, I mean, between my friend Holly... Uh, Reese coming in and setting up shop and cut my hair in different ways hmm. or I'd go to her place yeah, yeah. or have other friends cut my hair or my beard which was so fun doing that and um, and then what else just overall everything that friends are doing for me and still doing or for my family members too mm-hmm. as well making sure that we're standing up and standing on our feet and, and powering through and moving forward yeah. um, and so you just got to roll with the punches and show many others. And, and the other thing, too, about a lot of my, or some of my cancer, or actually a lot of my cancer friends, um, for example, uh, my friend Ashley and my friend Nicole, they literally were following my footsteps and making up their own, their own separate pages from Facebook like I am and telling about the reports of how they're doing and how they're feeling mm-hmm. or cutting the hair in different designs mm-hmm. or poking fun at breast cancer or, or at leukemia or whatnot. And so, which is so cool to see as well. And so, like I said, just have fun with it. Yeah. Don't sit there and dwindle because that's not going to get you anywhere. Wow. You have definitely not had the diagnosis that any of us wanted. Mm-hmm. You have not had... Um, the easiest road through your cancer journey. Mm-hmm. You have not treated it like a death sentence. Nope. 
It's like, let's go. We're on vacation. We're going to have fun. Staycation, vacation. Staycation. Come on to the Hotel U of M. Yep. Like, uh, it's weird to wrap this podcast up. I just, I don't know if you're feeling that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I know. It's going to be all right, Sarah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to be there with you guys. I might. Hopefully, I don't land in, and crash in the window like every other bird, but... Oh, God. That happens oh, so a, like, Joe, that, what that, the heck? I know you're blind in one that, eye, but that, that, really? That, that happens, happens a lot, lot here. here. <laughs> I know. So hopefully, I'm not that dumb bird. Yeah. Also, you're like, damn it, Joe, why, why didn't you get that eye fixed? Yeah. You know, um, here's what I'll say. Give me one second. Yep. When Will and I went through a tough moment financially, like that's controllable, right? Yep. But it's like I kept telling him, I'm like, um, we're going to be okay because we have each other. Correct. <laughs> like it wasn't about physical things or anything like that. And when I hear your story, Joe, I'm just like, we're going to be okay because we have you. You know, you. like it doesn't matter if you're here physically, you know, you're going to be here. I am. I'm going to be with you guys. Yeah. Wherever you're at. And I'm grateful. We didn't know when we had part one of this podcast that your outcome is potentially what it's going to be. <laughs> but I'm really grateful that we we had these conversations recorded because yeah. just to be able to like hear you, hear your story hear your perspective it's it's just like a gift thank you i appreciate it yeah and you guys have gifted me by having me come out here yeah and i so appreciate it and we're gonna have one more oh hell yeah we're gonna have a throwdown yeah we're gonna have one more so this is not our last one no this is not our last podcast nope no we're, we're gonna have one more maybe two more maybe three more <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know, like, absolutely come in and use it, too, for you. Mm-hmm. How's that book? Slacking. <laughs> Maybe we'll turn it into an audio book. Yes. There I'm gonna, you go. I'm going to have to because yeah. at this point, it's going to be such a long story to write and try and get it edited. It's going to be turned into an audio book. All right. Okay. Well, right. Joe, we wrap up every podcast the same way, and I'm not going to change it for you. So well, He's already done it. Do we do it? Let's find, oh, the Four five favorite foods. Oh, that's and... right. You son of a bitch. What's you, that? You already gave us your five favorite restaurants. Give us five more. All right. Besides July 30th, which at is Bo- going to... At Boondocks? From two to nine. Two if, to nine. If you're listening to this, you are unequivocally invited to come mm-hmm. celebrate JoJo Tough and, and just see the insanity that this man has. Yep. Awesome. Um, Give us five more restaurants. Five more restaurants. So, oh, we're in Buffalo. Uh, there's a new restaurant that opened up two years ago. It used to be Jay's um, over in downtown Buffalo, and now it's called Forget Me Not. So being out, the I have seen that super yummy breakfast. Oh, okay, so good, so good. I love a good breakfast. Better than a than a, a gas station breakfast burrito. Oh my gosh, way better, <laughs> way better. Um, you got you got Country Cafe over there in Medina. On okay. 55 there. I've mm-hmm. seen that too, Super. but I've never been in there. Hey, cool story though. Guess who made the Wall of Fame in there? They so they have pictures of like different actors, comedians, and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So when you walk in, 
my friend Mike Bellin put this in my head, and so my friend Jenny Phillips and her husband Mark, I have a picture with me and my wrestling belt. Oh, next nice. To Brock Lesnar, when you walk in, it's on the far, it's on the right wall. When you walk in, it's on the right wall, and there's me holding my my WWE belt next to Brock Lesnar. That's awesome. That's so, so when cool. So you go in there, you'll see. I, there you are. I made the whole thing. Yep. Or wall. Of the fame. wall of fame. The wall of fame. Um, my other spot is uh, Frankie's in Northeast. New, no, oh, yeah, New Hope. Fra- Frankie's hot dogs. No, this is Frankie's the pizza place. place in, that I, it's like one of my jam spots over in New Hope, off of Thirty Six in Winneka. Yeah. yeah, it's in the corner oh, of the Little Mall. I know which one you're talking about. No, and then yes. Next to it is also I was ate there yesterday with some friends at Fat Nats. Oh yeah, I do love. Oh, yeah. What's your order at Fat Nats? I get the skinny people. Which of course is like, you do. Yeah, well, it's an egg, because <laughs> their pancakes are huge. Yeah, but they, they are so good. They, they cover the whole thing. And then, oh my gosh, I have two more spots. Oh, over by uh, Dinky Town, my mom and I came across this pl- these two places about t- three, four years ago. And they're on the 4th and 14th there. Mm. Um, it's called Ale's Breakfast Diner. It's literally yes. it's been there for 50 years. It's like 12 seats, isn't no, it? No, yeah. 14. Oh, yeah. 14. Yeah. 14. It was built in an alley. And you literally, it's 10 feet wide. Yeah. And you can literally walk by and miss it. Yep. And then around the other side. I actually have looking for it before. <laughs> Walked yeah. by and missed it. When we, when we first, when we first uh, were looking for it, we kept walking by. We're like, where is this place? Where is this place? Yeah. And it's like a little brown like uh, shingle building or breakfast place. And yeah. it literally has old spindle tire. The only thing that's annoying about it is that you got people waiting behind you and breathing on you and saying for like, you like hurry, hurry up, up, I want to sit down. Yeah, but it, it's been there so, for so long. And then around the other side is Tony's Diner, and that place is another really cool place. So the guy we become really good friends with him, and um, so he's Greek, and so it's not like authentic. Authentic is like he'll make like whatever, but he does like um, like a Greek omelet, or if you want to get a gyro, not gyro a gyro yeah okay let's get that straight it's called a gyro and uh, and so that's our been our jam so those those are the five right there okay. so but tony's and uh ale's breakfast diner on fourth and 14th by the dinky town there. okay awesome all right everybody uh we really appreciate you being on joe we yep. are gonna have you on again we'll we'll see you july 30th for sure or around there um as always we out deuces deuces bye everyone thanks everyone Tune in each week for more in-depth conversations about life behind the highlight reel. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you never miss an episode. For today's show notes, head over to lbthr.com.